Hello. Yeah. So how is your start of the week? It's Monday. So um you know, it's been all all right. I'm glad that it's a short week. I know. Do you, are you going home to see your parents at all? Or are they meeting you? Or are you just going to hang out this week? No, I'm, I'm staying here. Um, mm. My cousins live here, so I'm going to their oh. for Thanksgiving. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Been, it I should, didn't know that. It should be nice. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> this yeah. is so... Um, okay. Cool. I'd love to, so, like, hear, like, about what the podcast is and, like, how you start oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so we've had, we had this conversation back before you, when I saw you last, when we were, I think we kind of talked about it back in, like, June. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of, like, when I asked you guys about it and what you guys thought of it. And you guys were, like, pretty on board with the idea. It just took me a while to get, like, figured mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of just like this idea to kind of allow people to have a safe space um, to talk. And I feel just like speaking with people our age, um, generally in our 20s or even early 30s, they're just kind of like floating. Um, mm-hmm. Like you can go to college, but you're not guaranteed a job, you know, and like a lot of times there people are like dropping out of school and they're finding their way or they're not going to school and it, or they do get a really good degree and then it doesn't work out for them or they change their ideas. And it's just kind of like feeling almost like you're lost sometimes. Mm-hmm. And everybody seems like they know what they're doing, especially with social media. We all look at each other and we're like, Oh my God, they have their life planned out. Mm-hmm. But then you ask them and they don't. And so you just kind of like, I think we're kind of missing that like personality in terms of like, just like feeling each other out. And if that makes sense. So and like seeing the nuance in the journey. I mean, I've been feeling that a lot lately. So this this yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that's just kind of like where I want to lead with in terms of just creating like the safe space to kind of talk about it. And if people listen and they kind of like relate, then that's kind of the goal. You know, I want them not to feel like it, everybody has everybody's trying to figure it out, especially right now. And mm-hmm. we we financing like our economical standpoint right now like the finances for our generation are completely fucked to be honest um like be real i don't know if we would ever own like i don't know what your thoughts are but do you see yourself ever being able to purchase a home in the next five years god i mean not in the next five years um yeah it depends on you know if i meet my tech boo (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the only realistic thing about it right if we marry into something yeah, which is crazy. It, marry into something or someone dies early, which is morbid, but <laughs> but it's fact. So yeah. whereas like the generation either before us or um not I wouldn't say the generation before us, but at least our parents, I guess, they were able to afford something. They were able to be funny. I feel like they had a bit of a different financial experience than we did. So Yeah. And I definitely think it's, like, a localized thing, too. Like, in, in mm. Charlotte, like, you could, um, like, I feel like in five years, I could buy a house here. Um, yeah, which is but, crazy because yeah. you you grew up in the Bay Area, and I grew up in Seattle. Yeah. So, I guess in comparison, we do live in, like, one of the most, like, hotspot areas for high-priced. Yeah. 
And so I think that's just what I'm used to. And I know that's what you grew up with. So I guess, yeah, that would make sense if in terms of like geographically, you could technically afford something. Yeah. I mean, I don't mm. want to stay here, so I don't see that <laughs> happening, but <laughs> it'd be possible if I wanted it to. <laughs> yeah, I could technically. Yeah. yeah. You could <laughs> stay in Charlotte. Um, God, no. So yeah, no. So how, how you've moved quite a bit, like mm-hmm. since you graduated. Like you yeah. grad, you you went to Vassar, so yes, that that's pretty of a prestigious you know, like program. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's pretty up there. But you, it was a liberal arts college, so mm-hmm. it's not the techie, comfy job that Amazon's looking for, right? right. So, um, how has that like kind of in, like created that journey for you, and have you kind of like figured that out? Just kind of like reiterate like the past like I guess like four years of your life so far because you've traveled across the country like four Mm -hmm. different times now yeah yeah this is like my um in the sudden the last four years I've lived in a different place each year or like a a different state um Mm -hmm. which has been a a lot I I don't know if I necessarily recommend that for everyone (laughs) (laughs) but I mean I think like I guess like in terms of my own experience like with Vassar and like what that has done for me afterwards I guess like concerning my degree I think like it gave me a lot of wonderful soft skills like you know like critical thinking um, like knowing how to structure an argument um, how to do research like how to work collaboratively and I think those you know those are all really like great things have been great things that I've taken with me in like in the jobs um, that I've done after college. But I think like the hard part of it is like, is articulating that value to employers and to other people because I know it exists and like, I know what it means for me. But like when you have critical thinking on your resume, as opposed to like, oh, I know how to do JavaScript. Like those are two very Mm -hmm. different things. Makes me look like kind of fake and like woo-woo. So I think that's like, something that's been hard and like something I've been like searching for um in a lot of the jobs that I've taken after college is like all right like what can I get from this that's going to be like a little bit more concrete that I can put on my resume that I'll like um that can like kind of back up the soft skills that I already know um to be true to my uh, for myself and so like while I think getting like a liberal arts degree or majoring in a liberal arts field has made things harder for me in these like first few years out of college you know my hope is that ultimately I'll be better for it um like five ten years from now but there are definitely times where I wish like oof like I wish I got a STEM degree and made this a lot easier for myself yeah I feel you on that one I think I can relate a little bit in terms of like going because I go to University of Washington, which just has a very mixed culture. We have like a huge liberal arts programs, mm-hmm. and we also have like very techy techy kind of environment. We have the business and the finance and the computer programming and whatnot, and we even have the medical side. And mm-hmm. I, it's pretty funny, but like my department will be, I'll like walk through let's say the Packard building on U campus and it's the business center and I get funny looks because we all kind of dress a certain way or we kind of like carry ourselves and we don't look like we're from the techie side. So it's just kind of funny 
or I'm carrying like a book that it has like sociology written on the side, you know? Um, so that's like my experience now, but I, and like coming, like I just wrote my critical thinking paper for my diversity project. And so like, that's what I'm doing for my capstone. So that's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Cause like I have to advertise my critical thinking and that's kind of weird because it's like not everyone's looking for that you know even though we're trained to think that people are looking for that honestly though which is kind of but then like in the real world you're like are they actually looking for that and how to like to kind of tell that in a story of how you utilize that is something that I'm currently struggling with how like because you did a lot of job hunting like I you did (laughs) months of job hunting out like what how to I guess like sell yourself I guess like how you branded yourself to create yourself to be more open to job opportunities honestly like I felt like I found success like when I got smarter about who I decided to talk to as opposed to like crafting my own Mm -hmm. um narrative which is kind of sad unfortunately but like I, um, like, the tech people that I talked to, like, I could go on and on about, like, different ways that I thought my liberal arts degree would add value, like, to their company, Um, you know, like, adding a different perspective or, like, being able, like, to communicate and write in ways that people who are trained in STEM aren't able to do. Um, But, like, I would always, like, kind of hit a wall where they would just ask, like, well, do you have this, like, XYZ STEM skill? And I would, you know, I'd have to say no. And then in that, in those cases, like, the conversation was usually over and I would knew it. So then what Mm -hmm. I ended up doing was, like, was researching the hiring managers, finding out which of them um, had majored in the liberal arts and then setting up interviews with those people because I knew they understood me. Um, And that's like, that's what I did um, when I was interviewing for the fellowship. Like I had, there was a list of who the interviewers were and I like searched them all on LinkedIn and found out who went to a liberal arts college and majored in the liberal arts. Like, all right. And that's what I did for my, like the job that I have here too. Like my boss majored in English. And so I think it was kind of about like finding finding those people within the like tech startup system because they do exist um but those are the people that are gonna uh, understand you no I did not know that's what you did though that's so smart actually like using that networking and using the ability to like be like I'm gonna search this person on LinkedIn just like get all of their where they went to school figuring out what they majored in that's something that I feel like I haven't Mm -hmm. done less of and I feel like I'm gonna definitely coin that off of you a little bit um you should yeah I mean it it took like trial and error like the first time I interviewed for the fellowship and I didn't get it like I talked to someone who like went to MIT and majored in STEM and then this time around I was like all right I cannot do that again like I'm just not going to come across like I'm not no they think of you very differently yeah exactly yeah they they see you as a different they they value their your values kind of contradict each other like all values are important let's per se that but in terms of how what you value in like an organization what they value in organization is just very different but still Mm -hmm. well balanced you need both but they don't know what to particularly look for like they're that's a skill bias that they have because 
again, they didn't probably major in critical thinking. Like they didn't have the diversity and equity um, components. They were more of statistical data and means of computer base. So yeah, that's, that's and they, cool that you did that though. Yeah. I mean, they also like majored in like a hard skill that brought them a lot of success. So like, I see why they, you know, see the yeah. value there for sure. Yeah. 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 So, but it's hard though, I think from a hiring standpoint, like to, to kind of like hire something, hire somebody who comes from a background that's not familiar to them because they don't presumably know what that skill set is, you know, like they have an idea broadly, but in terms of how to create those discussions and have those conversations is it's limited. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah. How did like, I know we talked briefly before you left about kind of like you moving so often, mm-hmm. like, and just like, I know you were kind of concerned of, cause you did the fellowship and you really had, you kind of had a choice of where you're going to get placed, but honestly, not really. Like mm-hmm. you got an offer and you got to accept or not. I think that's how it worked. I don't know if that's yes, yeah, that's what it. you had. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And like, how did you kind of like handle that? Like for me, moving is such a stressful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you did it so well and you did it so frequently. <laughs> like, I'm like <laughs> flabbergasted and awed by it, but um, you do it so well. So I was just curious on how you kind of handling that, especially you did it in COVID and you did it post COVID, even though I technically, I guess we're in COVID still, but you traveled constantly. And I think like, um, I mean, I'd love to give credit to myself, but I also feel like I have to give some credit to my parents because we moved around a lot when I was a kid. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I went to a different elementary school for like first, second, first, second, third and fourth grade was a different elementary school. And so like, with completely different kids um and so I was I was kind of used to moving around a lot and like saying goodbye and like packing up and making new friends in a new place and so I think and then like going away for college as well making all new friends I think I just got comfortable with that um with moving around and so that's made it I think yeah I've gotten used to it which has made each move kind of less intimidating and then I know and then with each move too um you know I've never regretted a move and in each place I'm able to form this like this new community of people and have all these amazing experiences and so you know with that to look forward to going into each move I think makes um makes it easier and less stressful yeah and I was thinking about you the other day and I was just kind of like there was a bunch of pictures that kind of came up on my like six months ago or four months ago like Mm -hmm photos of you and I was kind of doing stuff in Seattle and um I was thinking about it and you kind of have this persona where you kind of like put all of your like eggs in one basket and you just have like you're very like in the moment and then I feel like that's just kind of like your persona I guess you just put everything there and you experience it all and then it kind of just you just kind of go with the flow I'm not sure how that's kind of like how you would describe yourself but Mm -hmm. I feel from someone who hasn't known you for very long but would consider you a really good friend I feel like that is something that you kind of did you just were always up for something new and just always willing to have an experience oh thank you I hope so that's what that's what I try to do <laughs> I know. well you're getting across you're doing really well with it so. <laughs> good. so what what how is your startup doing like if someone was to kind of go in your direction of doing a liberal arts program and then maybe not pursuing so like for liberal arts at least in my 
for being in in the interdisciplinary i'm more on a sociology kind of department but mm-hmm. still in the liberal arts like scope but um a lot of like my peers kind of go towards either law or they do grad school or they do kind of like state studies and research and whatnot um you kind of took a different avenue of not pursuing like maybe going to grad school or going to law school or doing something that Mm -hmm. like maybe kind of like yours you get what I'm saying like where it kind of influenced it but you kind of went this different direction of being like I'm going to pursue a career um you went through a fellowship can you kind of describe like how the fellowship what the fellowship is per se and how that's kind of going to lead into like this career that you are kind of imagine like picturing for yourself and where you want to go with it yeah, I guess so. Like, so the, the way the fellowship works, it's like a two-year entrepreneurial um, fellowship that um, where like recent college grads um, are sent to cities that don't have like a traditional startup ecosystem. So cities that aren't like New York, LA, San Francisco, or Seattle. Um, and then fellows get placed at those startups for two years. Um, and then the goal is kind of to like learn how to run a business, how to work in a startup, kind of with the end goal of like maybe starting your own company one day or being like a leader in a startup and kind of bringing innovation to these cities that have been traditionally left out of that. And so I guess, I think I wanted, I wanted to do this because I'd previously worked in a job where I was on a small team and I got to innovate a lot and make a lot of decisions as a a young person. And I think that was really exciting. And I also think that like having a liberal arts degree is like well suited to working at a startup because you have to, you have to wear a lot of different hats. Things are dynamic and they're changing all the time. Um, So nothing is rigid or, um, and you just have to be like super flexible, think critically, be patient um, and use a lot of problem solving skills to like work out um issues on the day-to-day like at my job um a month into when i was there they told me that they were um, letting the it guy head of it go and that i would be taking over it um in the interim and i do not know (laughs) how to do (laughs) it in the slightest (laughs) um but that just took like a lot of I like basically had to google my way to success i had to figure out how to do all these different like IT tasks, I had to like figure out how I was going to help all the employees of the company that were coming to me with questions. I was talking to all these different support teams from the different softwares that we work in and just had to figure it out on my own. And I think it's those sorts of experiences that I was looking for going into the fellowship. I think my goal is less like, all right, like I want like this experience to lead to this career. It's more like, I want this experience um, to kind of like hypercharge my future by giving me all these like foundational skills at once in this like kind of short amount of time, just because there's, there's so much happening in, in, in such a short period of time. So I'm kind of hoping it like, will just give me a really strong foundation for whatever I decide is next. No. And I think that's like a really good outlet like outlook on how you perceive where you are and you're using it more as like a skill builder comparative to like, this is a big career move, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So like, you're not seeing this like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to start this, com- I'm going to be in this company. I'm going to run with it. You know, I'm going to 
the top of the network or something and you're just gonna you're just gonna keep building and building and building but you're seeing this kind of like this is almost like a continuum continuation of your like education and you like it's more of like building on your skills through experiences and I think that's crazy amazing because like honestly I've gone through school for the past five years and I've been able to build in supplementary to my academics but through experiences have been like life-changing like they've mm-hmm. like we like they've developed where I want to go with my future and like how I want to use my academics to kind of like bounce myself up through that but I think what you're doing is amazing and just like trying to kind of learn everything and just getting again like you your, your persona is that you just kind of always in the experience and I think this kind of fits that bubble a little bit if you're just trying to experience everything and you're trying to gain knowledge and just kind of like be a better person like like not just so academically but like in career wise you're just creating yourself as a better Mm -hmm. person pretty much and I think that's great that you're doing that oh thank you yeah I'm trying you're trying (laughs) (laughs) it's not always easy but I'm trying are you (laughs) so like you're doing that that's crazy though the the IT so did you just like go in and just like they're a surprise by the way you're this is your position now Literally, they told me um, that I would be doing this, like, five minutes before they fired the IT guy, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, how, how many days were you there before they said that to you? I was had been there for, like, a month at that point. Oh, okay. So it, was, it wasn't like you walked through the door and they're like, oh, hi, by the way. No, no. But, I mean, still that was still early on, and I was still pretty intimidated by it. So, so that was, like, in, in September. Yeah, oh I'm, I'm still still doing that so you're the head of it technically i get technically yes <laughs> yes at least like, so I'm funny. Kind of the point person for everyone's like it issues what what is what it, what would you say your day-to-day would be uh, like most of my day-to-day um like in the in this like it role is doing like a lot of account setup and so like i like all new employees that come on board like i create all their accounts like on all the different softwares that we work in um and then like i meet with them and like lead them through um kind of our general it practices like gmail and then like the password um generator that we use like to keep things secure and then like kind mm-hmm. of give them a brief overlook into the softwares they'll be using um so that's kind of the main thing or like one big chunk of it and then the other big chunk is like people being like i forgot my password can you reset it and then i do that and then, <laughs> and then i reset it um or people are like my audio is not working like what do i do and then like i lead them through some fixes and you know stuff like that or if like things are really complicated i'll like reach out to say like the manufacturer of whatever laptop they're using or Mm. that kind of thing so I'm also like the liaison between the company and um like our software reps and like and equipment manufacturers as well gotcha that's crazy though that that's your job you know like I did not think that's what you were going to be doing to be that's honest. just like ha- one of the many things that I do <laughs> that's just so crazy because like when I saw you last you were working in a very different environment and like you're working with kids like so like you being tech savvy is just like like blows my blows my mind a little bit um 
but that's awesome that you have that like opportunity to kind of just like run with it you know yeah yeah no I, I like definitely feel I'm like I'm grateful that I was trusted to do this like I think that was a good sign um I have like admin access in all of our softwares like I could technically like delete everything (laughs) (laughs) you're like I have so much power right now yeah like so much power so so much power you have like the nuclear button like I I really do like I could (laughs) that's so crazy so how are you liking Charlotte so that's that was kind of a big move because you were from the Bay Area and then you bounced in between like the East coast going to school and then you moved to Seattle for a little bit briefly. And then you move it all the way to Charlotte, which is on the other side of the country. How, how did that kind of like very different cultures, I presume, but just kind of like how you kind of did that. Can you kind of elaborate? Yeah. I've, I've thought about this a lot um, recently. And I think like, like when I think about my different moves, like to the Northeast um, and then to Seattle, um, and even like when I lived in Madrid, like I felt like, you know, these are all like places that have their own distinct vibe and like very much have a separate like sense of place from each other. But I mm-hmm. think like what ties them all together is like a set of values, like namely like liberal values that mm-hmm. I feel like made it easy to kind of to pick up and move to those places like kind of like the core values of who I am, like always meshed with the other, with most of the other people that lived and worked in those places and like the vibe of the city itself, even if like they were kind of distinct in other ways. Um, Does that make, does that kind of make sense? Oh no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I think Charlotte is the first place that I've moved to where I kind of feel like there's a, a bit of a value shift and that has been hard for me um, at times. I think like this is probably the hardest place that I've moved to. <laughs> when you're like, I'm not staying here. You were being bluntly honest. <laughs> you're like, not long term. It like, I have so many thoughts about Charlotte. <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah, because think- you did have more of you know, you grew up in the Bay Area. That's a very distinct culture. Mm-hmm. And Seattle is kind of like, I would call, you know, they have the little Paris. I feel like that's kind of like, you know, it, it has, it's more familiar with San Francisco or yeah. the Bay Area. It's just got like that techie kind of value set and liberal, um, liberal culture. Same mm-hmm. with Madrid. But yeah, Charlotte, different, different dynamics in that sense. It is. Yeah, it is a completely different vibe. <laughs> and That's the thing crazy. is it's like it is even like it's liberal too i get like it's i mean the city of charlotte is like 75 percent democratic but even it does feel like more like moderate democrat as opposed to liberal but it is it is a very distinct vibe they love their sports here they love god yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's different yeah that's crazy to think though but I think they have such an enriched history too they the east coast just in general has a very especially in the smaller areas um not like the New York and whatnot they're just so dense and they have such a high international high international influence whereas like 
yeah, Charlotte may have like a lot has has a significant value of international like communication and whatnot and influence, but I think coming from a tech culture where you're from and that again that bleeds into a lot of new um, color in terms of just like how values are mm-hmm. and yeah they're 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 like pastime events like you said sports like we don't like we have sports in the other areas like you can go to a football game in the bay area or a basketball game or whatever but it's just not something like that is like dedicated to yeah exactly yeah because there's other things to be doing like in the pacific northwest like we have a ton of hiking and outdoor activities in open areas to do stuff and it's whereas like football yeah it's big but it's not like everything revolves around football um mm-hmm. or everything revolves around baseball and what what the sports teams are doing and i think yeah that that would be a big change and shift yeah i think like charlotte in general too is like it's an old place but it's newly a big city mm. so like it had it, i think the population has doubled since like since 2000 and so it's it's growing a lot and there's like a lot of transplants and new people Um, And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of construction. And so I think in some ways too, it's like, it's still kind of finding its own identity. And so there are like a lot, like lots of parts of Charlotte that like where I feel like I could be in any other place or any other city. Like there's not a lot that I feel like distinctly makes Charlotte, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been like kind of tough too because there's not a lot not a lot to like attach to and hold on to because it just feels like kind of like yeah it's still very new like yeah yeah and they're trying to incorporate other bigger cities and like they're trying to take these little bits and pieces they want from either new york or atlanta or you know like seattle like san california area they just kind of like want to dash it and keep putting more stuff into it and you're you're like oh well it's not so you're Mm -hmm. not really getting you're not feeling it's like authentically charlotte you know it's not there's no true aesthetic it's yeah it's yeah 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 there is no like i wouldn't know what to say like the charlotte aesthetic is yeah yeah but are you you're, you're you're being able to like make friends and i'm assuming i don't know how COVID's affected that area like in terms of that but have you been able to kind of like get out and do stuff since you've been there yeah yeah the um like the other fellows in charlotte are amazing like the people that are part of my program there's like 25 of us in charlotte Mm -hmm. um and they're wonderful they're like the best part of this this whole thing and they've been Uh, there are they all from different areas as well yeah so 12 so the since the fellowship is two years 12 like half of them have already been here for a year Oh, okay. Um, and then the other half, um, which is like my class, um, just got here. So there's, oh, okay. yeah, 12 in the class of 2021, 12 in the class of 2020. Wow, that's crazy. So, and they've been great. I mean, that's like my entire social group and social scene. Yeah. That's awesome. So what what's yeah. your kind of like idea of what you're going to do next? Do you know yet? Because that's like, again, you're going to be moving a lot um so what you got to this will be like your first two years though in one spot that's crazy to think that that's the longest you've been in one area for like the majority of your adult life I know yeah it is it is really crazy to think about I think like 
I mean, right now, I would say like the um, the ideal situation would be like you, you know build um, or like live here, build professional skills, like personal skills, like figure out what habits work for me, and then hopefully go back to San Francisco. Okay, so that's kind of what your plan is to do move back to the Bay Area. Yeah. Okay. Right. As yeah. of right now. Yeah. As of right now. Yeah. <laughs> the Bay Area is a very nice area. I would, I would definitely move there. Yeah. Of, that would be like my probably top five choices of places to move. Yeah. Although the prices though are pretty stickler. That's... Yeah. The prices, you know. <laughs> yeah. They aren't, they aren't very welcoming, but. No, you know. no, no. But it's, once you've experienced it, you're like, oh, you just got to pay it because you know it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the part. It's like a drug. You like take it once and you're addicted yeah. and you're like, oh, well, crap. Now I'm spending chump, like slicing off my leg to pay the mortgage, you know, but that's okay. Yeah, it's okay as long as you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay, well, thank you for allowing me to, like, pick your brain for a little bit. Yeah, anytime. Loved it. I miss talking to you. Miss talking to you, too. I guess you're going to be coming out, though, in two months, a month? Like, January, I think, you're coming out to Seattle. Yes, I will be in Seattle on January 20th. I'm excited. I'm super excited to see you. Me, too. Are you coming to see your sister? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm coming to see everyone. Oh, okay. Yes, that yeah. too. <laughs> Not just her. Everyone is. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I'm going to be there for 10 days. So that'll oh, be nice. It's going to be amazing. Yes, I'm super stoked. Yeah. I'm so I mean, excited. The, like, the gay scene in Charlotte is so atrocious. So, like, I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> it's waiting for you here in Seattle. Yes. So Seattle and San Francisco Wait. are where I can let loose. Yeah, it... it it's it's still here it's not going anywhere so it will love to have you back keep it keep it warm for me i will (laughs) okay all right bye bud thank you bye yeah anytime Bye. bye